So when we were on vacation, once Dan booked me a massage for my birthday, because we were away for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, I found you. He's like, I booked your massage, found you somewhere. It's like, but I'm not entirely, he's like, I'm not 100% sure it's not a rub and tug. <laughs> so I apologize in advance if it is. It wasn't. One of the oddest massages I've ever had. But um, he's like, yeah, I'm not, uh, it's like it was... Because we were somewhere and it was like out by the airport. It was notorious, <laughs> a bit sketchy. So, oh boy, he's like, I'm not entirely sure it's not a rub and tug. It wasn't. So it was. Which, hey. hey. <laughs> And welcome to the new episode of Rabbit Holes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Elise. And I'm your other host, Andy. And this is, I hate to say it, episode 13. I like 13s. Really? I try to avoid it at all costs. Oh, I don't. Like, I go out of my way to not have it in my life. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I find nothing wrong. <laughs> so maybe when I post this, I'll post it as episode 12B or 14 Minus one. You or... can't see the eye roll that I just gave. <laughs> it, it, was pretty, it was pretty substantial. Not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for being back with us this week. Uh, we have some good stories for you, and we are looking forward to jumping into them. But before we do, let's do some housekeeping and tell you about where you can find us. As always, you can find us on our website, rabbitholespodcast.com. It has a bunch of great things on there, including our... Uh, blog, which will be about two, a month or two into its existence when mm. this comes out. Um, so we have some great uh, blog posts on there, some ghoulish Halloweeny ones, some thank you to our troops, some other random things like hay bathing and um, death photography. Thank yep. you, Elise, for that. <laughs> Never Google image search that. No. Nope. <laughs> um, you can reach out via email. You can let us know rabbit holes you've fallen down or interesting topics or anything like that um, at rabbitholespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, that is Elisa's domain at rabbitholespod. Facebook uh, at rabbitholespodcast page. That's predominantly myself. That curates that and Instagram at Rabbit Holes Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take just two seconds now and go leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're downloading this pod, that would be great. Help us with our visibility and getting our name out there so that we have a justification for spending an entire Saturday recording episodes uh, because so many hours going into a very busy period at work. So we are recording and hunting. a bunch. My husband's going hunting. And hunting season. So we're banking a lot of episodes today and uh, we need to be able to justify that to uh, husbands and cats as to why our afternoons are dedicated to you guys. <laughs> and no animal activists reach out to us. My husband doesn't hunt all that actively. It's mostly an excuse to get together and drink. Right. Also, don't reach out to me because my husband is not my cat and my cat is not my husband. <laughs> Yes. So we just, let's let's put that out there and discuss that. So uh, let's get into our stories then for this week. Uh, We have decided to bring back the Wheel of Destiny and we are going to hit it and uh, not quit it until it tells us who's going to go first. (gasps) Bam! And it's me! So 
I get to tell you my story first today. And it's almost a shame that we're banking these because this week's news has been bonkers coming out of Florida. And uh, so it's going to be a little bit behind the curve. Uh, I know. That. It's too bad that, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, my story this week is the one that we promised a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now at this point. Uh, and that is the Florida man story. So if oh, you're, Florida. oh, Florida. If you're observant, you'll notice that barely a day goes by without seeing a fucking off-the-wall news alert go by that starts with a Florida man. Our caller, former colleague, mm-hmm. Allie, mm-hmm. was telling me that it's because in Florida, they don't have a rule, they don't have a law about publishing crime reports. Uh, so they all go up on the newswire or something. So that's it. why, like, they find these random ones. And then, of course, <laughs> someone will write about it. Because I, I want my whole journalism beat just to be picking up Florida, Florida stories, stories off the wire. Yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, the state seems to produce more of its average, absolutely insane people who do absolutely insane things that get noticed. And now we have an idea as to why. Because there's no press limitations on these uh, people. I cannot confirm, collaborate, corroborate. Thank you. God, my English (laughs) is just suffering today. So let's dive into this phenomenon known as a Florida man. To do that, I want to start by getting to know the state of Florida, because that might give us some clues (laughs) to what is happening down there. And from Florida's State Department, I learned the following. The first permanent European settlement was in St. Augustine, and it was founded by the Spanish in 1565. The U.S. acquired uh, the state from the Spanish in 1821, and it became the 27th state admitted into the Union on March 3, 1845. The total land area is just over 54,000 square miles, and it will take you 792 miles to drive from Pensacola to Key West, and it has 663 miles of beaches. The capital is Tallahassee. Uh, It has a current estimated population of just over 20.2 million people, making it the fourth most populous state, and Miami is the biggest city. Not surprisingly, the Florida State Department made it hard to find any information on how the state ranks in comparison to some other states in certain important demographics like education and incarceration rates. Uh, So, and I think some of those we can attribute some of the Florida man phenomenon to. So I went to U.S. News's Best States website to learn the following about where Florida sits in relation to others. Overall, it ranks 15th out of 50, which is fairly high. Uh, not too bad. In education, it's 7th overall for uh, university K-12. through And it ranks 2nd and 8th for graduation from two- and four-year colleges, respectively. So it's pretty high. Yeah. It's it's a far more educated state than I was assuming, having read all of these Florida Man stories. It has the fifth best economy in the country. For fiscal stability, it comes in third. Here's where things go downhill. For healthcare, it's 34th. And for healthcare access, it's 48th. Ooh. So it's not a good one. 48 out of 50? 50. Yeah. For crime and corrections overall, so we're looking at incarceration rates, length, recidivism, all of that, it comes in at 32nd out of 50. Quality of life is at 33rd out of 50. 38% of the state's population is college educated. 
the mean in, uh, income is just a little under 26000 a year. And that is shockingly low. Yeah, for everybody having, so, for it being so educated. Yes, exactly. In terms of high school graduation rates, it ranks 43rd out of 50 in the country, which is odd for all of the, how high it ranks in the university brackets. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of out-of-staters probably coming in. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Labor force participation is 46th out of 50. But that also makes sense if it's a lot of out-of-staters coming in for college, then they would drive up that. True. But then they would leave. probably go back home or go somewhere else for jobs that accounts for the high education yet low employment and living and living standards yeah for affordability it's 37th out of 50 cost of living is at 28th out of 50 so not great (laughs) this threw me in terms of low incarceration rate it comes 41st does that mean they have a high incarceration rate because it's low incarceration rate what yes. does that mean? Wait. Yes. They must. So if we were talking about uh, incarceration rate, it would be ninth out of 50, which makes sense when you hear that the recidivism rate is very low and comes in at ninth okay. out of 50. So a lot of people committing crimes, being incarcerated, getting out and recommitting crimes. It has a fairly high juvenile incarceration rate. It comes in at 31st out of 50. And for public safety, it's ranked 35th out of 50, which not surprising when you think of all the Florida man stories that that's we're going yeah. to talk about. So that's the context we're working in. Let's dive into the meat of the shit show. And we're going to head over to a website I found that is my new favorite website called FloridaMan.com. Oh, wow. It is exactly what you think slash want it to be. <laughs> So some fun headlines. Uh, Naked Florida man drinks two liters of vodka, burns down house bacon cookies on George Foreman grill. So don't bake cookies on George Foreman grills. Don't do it while drunk. Not just like drunk. In general. Fucking blackout drunk. (laughs) Uh, Another headline here. Florida man reports dead body by taking skull to Publix, using it as a hand puppet. So you couldn't just call the cops. You had to take it into a grocery slash pharmacy, uh, use it as a puppet, and inform those there that you found it as a dead body. Hello, everybody. I'm your good friend, the neighborhood corpse. (laughs) Please call the police. We need to find out who I was. Like, just don't. Like, fucking just call the cops. The sad-ass Jim Henson. <laughs> I know. Special. Fits right into Labyrinth, though. It does, really. <laughs> uh, another headline here. Florida man strips naked at mall, makes whooping sounds at police. That was it. <laughs> that was just the, the lovely little that's, headline. That's as good as the guy who jumped jumped into the shark tank at the uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Aquarium in Toronto. Yeah. Naked. And swam. I'm sure if we looked into it, we might find him from Florida. Uh, there are a lot of naked Florida man stories floating around out there. And uh, naked man is also a drunk man. <laughs> yes. That, that's <laughs> Usually. So those are just some headlines, but there were some that I really, like, even I read the headlines that I had to dig in on and read more about. So one of those, uh, the headline read, Florida man hired on Thursday, fired on Sunday, tries to kill boss two hours later. Yeah. So he worked for the full day on Thursday. It was the only day that he worked. 
He got fired on Sunday morning for throwing supplies and tools on the ground. It was an aluminum works uh, workshop. He was 23 years old, and after he got fired, he waited outside the shop for two hours for his boss to come out, the, the manager who had fired him. He then chased his former boss and the girlfriend who was in the boss's car at the time from the aluminum shop and started firing into the car, and they think he fired about five times. No one was hurt, luckily. Like, thank God. And uh, he has been arrested and being held on bail. No shit. Yes. Uh, can I just say you're far too into your career if this is your pathway out? Like, I got laid off once and I spent like a week crying. I don't think I ever crossed my mind to find a gun. <laughs> like, also, bad shot. <laughs> that too. Luckily. Thank God. Yes, it's a bad shot. shot. Yes. Uh, the next article that really tickled my fancy Florida man trashes McDonald's, comma, challenges cops to fight him at jail. <laughs> <laughs> do you have some florida woman there yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. oh i share the love don't worry <laughs> uh so this gentleman was at a mcdonald's on a sunday night at 9 30 p.m when police arrived at the restaurant and i air quoted restaurant when i was writing up my story uh they found the 34 year old man asleep in a chair surrounded by several packets of sauce and food on the floor Police, not surprisingly, reported smelling alcohol on him, and they asked if he'd been drinking, to which he responded, yeah, bitch, what the fuck are you going to do about it? So, real eloquent gentleman. The guy had previously been in trouble at this location just a month earlier, so they arrested him and charged him with trespassing and disorderly intoxication. Also last month, he was arrested for trashing a 7-Eleven. On the way to jail, he was quoted as having said, I'm going to fuck you up, bitch. You just wait till we get to jail, bitch. Re read the room. Read the room, buddy. You No, not not good. Never good to call an officer bitch. Never good to threaten to fight this officer. Neither of them is good when you're drunk either. <laughs> uh, and finally, this one, I, th this was a rabbit hole in and of itself to me, and I fell down the viral clip of it happening. Uh, the headline read, Florida man enters convenience store carrying live gator, comma, chases customers. <laughs> Good lord. Yes. There is video of this online. Uh, his friends recorded it. So the criminal element is genius. <laughs> a man walks into the store with a five-foot alligator tucked under his arm, and he yells, y'all got beers still? Go Gators. See you later, Gators, at multiple points in the video. Gator fans? Yes. Uh, luckily, the Gator's mouth was taped shut. Uh, so taken with that and the fact that his friend was recording it, it feels like a real attempt to go viral. And it did in a big way. So much so that wildlife officials are looking into it, but couldn't immediately tell if an, act, an illegal act had been committed. Because it's not illegal to tape a gator's mouth shut, bring it into a 7-Eleven and chase people about with it. Oddly enough, no one had put that on the books. <laughs> bet you're going to now. Bet they're going to now. And I'll bet you they're looking at each other like, how did we not see this one coming at any point? It's Florida. Gators are like pigeons around here. They're everywhere. The local CBS affiliate actually found the guy after the fact and interviewed him. And he was loving the attention. So... This does not help people. No, I, he's really perpetuating a stereotype here that is just not, not flattering to him and his fellow Florida folk. But 
But let's not get on too high of a horse here. Florida men aren't the only ones doing absolutely stupid shit. So a Google News search for a Florida woman turned up the following. Headline, Florida woman sets Macy's underwear rack on fire. <laughs> yeah. It happened, on a, it happened on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Like how much, where are you in your life that on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. you're A, not at work, and B, are setting fires. At <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to burn this Macy's to the ground. Look, I don't like underwire bras either. I'm not setting fires at my local department store. Like, come on. Luckily, no one was hurt the incident. The sprinkler system extinguished the flames before the firefighters even got there. Uh, after the fact, uh, during the interview process with the, the police, store staff reported that there was a smell of gas in the air. So not only did she set the fire, she brought an accelerant in to make it worse the woman left the store before anyone could catch up with her or get a description but she was captured on surveillance cameras as she was leaving the parking lot so the at least know what her car looks like and what the license plate on it is again genius criminals here uh the news article felt they needed to stress that once arrested she'll face arson charges like, yeah, duh. I, I thought it was going to be, you know, home baking. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just a handshake. And a, we understand. No. Uh, this story went sideways fast. Uh, headline. Florida woman says she accidentally killed husband after slipping on dog poop. Yeah, oh, sorry. dear God. Just let, that, just let that sit in. I'm sorry, officer. I slipped on dog poop. No. So the best quote out of the story, and just to put it into context as I'm about to tell you what happens, is comes from the sheriff who said, the suspect made a lot of excuses, but none of them made sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if dog poop was what you were reached for, like, they're not going to be good. So the story itself, the 38-year-old woman claims that she accidentally stabbed her husband to death while, uh, after she slipped on dog poop. She initially told deputies that she was cutting a pizza with a kitchen knife when her dog shit on itself. She kept the knife in her hand as she tried to clean up the dog, but slipped and fell into her husband. She got him in the ribs, severing his pulmonary artery. When you do the math on that one, unless that dog was standing seven foot tall, you were not going to hit your husband's artery like, and get him through the ribs. Also, stabbing someone and getting them through the ribs is fucking impressive. Like, mm -hmm. it's rough. As crazy as the story, the first story was, it then changed several times. Unfortunately, the article did not describe what these new iterations of the story was, which I find is a real lack yeah. and fault in the journalism happening here. Uh, also, uh, the cops found neither shit nor piss at the area of the quote-unquote accident. They asked her to pick up the dog to prove part of her story, to reenact part of her story, and she couldn't do it, further casting into doubt what she claimed had happened. She told the police that her relationship was wonderful, but the neighbors say that they fought often. So, yeah. Probably no surprise, she's facing second-degree murder charges, and the sheriff went on record saying he believes it's a case of intentional domestic violence. Don't blame your dogs for your dumb mistakes. That is not cool. Uh, the next article is the one that inspired this whole little rabbit hole that we find ourselves traveling down. And the headline reads, Flight delayed after Florida woman brings emotional support squirrel on plane. 
So the flight was going from Orlando to Cleveland on an airline called Frontier Airlines, which I've never heard of, so I'm assuming it's a small regional discount airline. When she booked the ticket, she indicated that she was bringing an emotional support animal with her, but she didn't indicate what type of animal it was. The airline, however, has a firm no rodents policy, and this included squirrels. And so her support buddy was not welcome on the plane, and the airline called the cops when the woman refused to deplane. She kicked up such a fuss getting off uh, that all the other passengers who were on board were asked to leave the plane so they could deal with this one woman and get her off. Like, that to me is... And then they take her take her out on a Wrangler or something? Like, Yeah, like, yeah. She There's video or a uh, picture of a very crazy-eyed woman going through an airport, being wheeled through an airport. Yeah. Uh, She was eventually escorted into the main terminal, and for all of this, the flight was only delayed by two hours. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Emotional support animals, I'll I'll go with to a certain extent, but people are getting ridiculous with it. Somebody tried to bring a peacock onto a plane as an emotional support animal. Like, if that thing goes like, and like opens its tail, like... Not to mention the fact that those things are vicious. Yeah, they're not pleasant. No. And they cry. It sounds just like children. Can I tell you this story? No. My aunt and uncle used to have them in the farm. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. And they used to, they once woke me up outside my front window. <laughs> but they sounded like a child crying. I was so confused. <laughs> creepy birds. <laughs> Pretty, but fuck, they're creepy birds. <laughs> okay, but why? Why does all this crazy stuff seem to happen in Florida? I'm sad that you did not find the story of the woman who stabbed her husband with a squirrel. <laughs> oh my god, how did I completely miss that I one? I don't know, but I'm quick to look it up. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Did you find your woman stabs man with squirrel? Yes. <laughs> All right, let us have it. So the title is Estranged Wife Stabs Husband with Ceramic Squirrel Because He Didn't Buy Beer. Oh, ceramic. I know. I pictured, like, Sugarbush the Squirrel. I also had pictured Sugarbush the Squirrel. <laughs> so this was a 44-year-old woman allegedly beat and stabbed her husband with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. Because she was furious that he returned home without beer. <laughs> her 41-year-old husband had gone out to buy some beer late that evening, but due to shops being shut for Christmas, <laughs> returned home empty-handed, a, re- a police report said. Enraged by the lack of alcohol... <laughs> Helen Ann Williams from South Carolina allegedly set upon her husband as he made a sandwich, hitting him over the head with a decorative object and stabbing him in the chest. When the man managed to escape, he called 911 from a neighbor's house. Mm. To be fair, I'm pretty sure South Carolina is the one that borders <gasps> Florida to the north. There was This was in Carolina. It wasn't even in Florida. So, ah. yeah. Well, they're Florida adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> I found an article on vice.com because I'm not the only one asking why, why Florida is where this is all coming from. Uh, And the article on vice is titled why America is so obsessed with Florida. And it's by John Selman. I mean, the article itself opens with a picture of two Florida police officers who have seemingly taken an obstinate llama into custody. Uh, (laughs) So I mean, buckle up. It's going to get to a real weird place. The article itself references a Twitter account at underscore Florida man. If you're looking for your daily dose of news stories, I think we'll be following them very shortly uh, just for the shits and giggles that they're going to give me on the daily. 
And the article reminds readers about some just bonkers Floridian events. So recently, when this article came out, a man claimed that he was being seduced by a dolphin. Another man vaped his friend's semen. And a man protested money and politics by landing a gyrocopter on the lawn of Capitol Hill. So... (laughs) Like Florida, Florida. The article then goes on in the best, best line I think I've ever read to call Florida America's class clown. And I was like, yeah, no, solid, solid description. The uh, author of this article had interviewed an author named Craig Pittman, who literally wrote the book on Florida crazy. Uh, No joke. It's called Oh, Florida, how America's weirdest state influences the rest of the country. And Pittman really just blames the odds. So there are over 20 million people living in Florida and nearly 100 million annual visitors. It is bound to happen that there is going to be some nuts in the bunch. Because of the climate, it's a popular retirement spot uh, for people, uh, including the kinds of people you may not want moving in next to you, such as retired CIA agents or circus people. (laughs) I love how they went from CIA CIA to circus. Everyone seems to collect in Florida. That is true. It's a culture which lives for the moment. So there's no paying attention to any sort of possible consequences for your action. Well, if you're nearly dead. Yeah. But I mean, like, Florida Gator guy was, like, in his 20s. I like, know. There's just no concept of looking down the road. The weather means people aren't cooped up inside their homes for the cold season. So there's just more chances of odd interactions happening. Uh, unlike us, where... I mean, I don't want to go outside between now and April, and I only do so for work and food. Like, that's it. And Florida has the most concealed weapon permits in the country, with the NRA being an extremely powerful political force in the states, as we've seen following uh, the Parkland shooting. There are lots of drugs in Florida as well. Miami is on the cocaine highway. Meth has had its turn, and the new opioids are having their ascendancy in the state right now. This isn't a new phenomenon, as uh, Pittman points out. He describes the case of Count Carl von Kossel, whose actual name was Carl Tanzler, an x-ray tech from Key West in the 1930s. When the woman he loved died, he dug up her body and slept with the corpse for nine years. He went on trial for grave robbing, but the charges were dismissed because the statute of limitation had expired. So a Florida man story started in the 1930s. He also points to some other famous criminals from Florida, like uh, Nixon was Floridian originally. Ted Bundy came from Florida. Eileen Warnos came from Florida. So there's a gamut of crazies coming out of that state. America's weighing is to be avoided at all costs. So no doubt, stories that come out of Florida are just bonkers. But often the title is crazier than what actually happened, since it seeks to distill everything interesting into a few words. That's why the headlines are often more entertaining or more descriptive than the story uh, you're hoping the story will be. Crazies are everywhere, but now there seems to be a snowball effect happening around Florida. So if a story gets one click, then a thousand stories will get a thousand clicks and the newsrooms know that. And as Ali proposed, it's a limita- not being limited by certain uh, privacy laws, I guess. and. News report practices, everything gets up on the wire, and if you can draw someone to your site by encouraging them to read about a Florida man on Monday, you're going to get them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. So, 
Uh, I personally will be following at underscore Florida man shortly so that I can have my daily giggles. And that is my rabbit hole about the Florida man. Very nice. Oh, I was you. super excited. For Florida <laughs> man. Everybody loves a good Florida man story. That's true. It's very true. So my uh, my rabbit hole, I, I named White Pony. Um, it's a few weeks ago. My husband Dan and I. Well, it's almost a month ago now. By this time, this comes out. We were watching the Stingray Loud Music Channel, music video channel. Yes, they still have music video channel. What? There is uh, on my Shaw. So I have the Stingray Loud, which is all like hard rock, heavy metal. There is a Stingray Vibe, which is all R and B rap. Um, a vintage, a retro, a lot of the retro is a lot of dance like music, and the vintage is a lot of vintage rock mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so occasionally we listen to the loud channel uh, and the video for Back to School Bracket Mini Maggot by Deftones came on. This started a discussion. Elise knows none of the things I just referenced, not a single one. Because her... My parents were oldies station listeners, and uh, as a kid, you don't control the radio. So I know all the words to the Motown catalog, but I know none of what Andy said. I had an older sister, so I got a lot of uh, interest into music, and then I just had my own interest into music. Because if it was up to my dad, I'd still be listening to Scottish marching bands, which used to subject us to on long drives across the country. I, it turns out that he, in his youth, and still does, like bands like Led Zeppelin and R.E.M. and uh, other bands. So he was just dad joking you the entire time. I cannot stand bagpipes. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. But I do love Stan Rogers, and that was a love that you gave to me. Uh, anyways, so this started a discussion between the two of us of the only time we saw the Deftones, which was the 2005 Taste of Chaos tour, which they headlined. And the show was horrible. Like, we were just talking about how bad of a show it was. Okay. So, it was also the whole, um, the, the sound wasn't great. I think their sound guy might have been on Coke because I remember it being very high end. So, if you listen to the second Oasis album, it's very high end. There's hardly any bass low end. It's because okay. when you're on cocaine, <laughs> you have trouble hearing high end. Okay. So, you tend to turn it up and up and up. Oh. So, that's why. So, if you're ever listening to an album and it's all you can hear is high end you can hardly hear any bass it's because they were probably on coke when they did it (laughs) or they mixed it the lead singer was drunk and i'm pretty sure his pants fell down at one point yeah classy (laughs) i actually have written here because elise has no idea what i'm talking about the taste of chaos was a tour started by kevin lineman who was a festival uh festival meets arena show kevin lineman is also the the person who created the warp tour festival that used to go through the states and Canada in the summer. Just actually this year was their last year. They're shutting her down after 20-something years, 25 or 26 years. It was a six-hour arena show of heavy rock, emo, and screamo bands. Uh, We went to see a number of years, but the year that we went to see the Deftones, we went to see the Deftones and Dredge. So Dredge, which was the first band on stage of six hours, and the Deftones, which is the headliner, so the last band on stage. And we had no interest in any of the bands in the middle. So we watched. Did you go for dinner or come back? Or, no? I don't think they were. They let, had internet problems. It was awful. Um, I, we saw a lot of very bad bands. Um, 
in the in-between shows was bad emo music and it was such a downer because we sat through so much shit and then the Deftones were really really bad um, but the Dredge set was awesome in our discussions I went to Google because we had this sort of Dan thought White Pony which was the album that Back to School was off of was their only real hit album and I said no they had one before that we were both kind of wrong <laughs> Um, and it led me down a rabbit hole that I wasn't expecting that you all get to hear about. <laughs> uh, so actually, if you're wondering, they had three albums that certified platinum and one of them was White Pony. So I've been listening to a lot of Deftones this week on Spotify because it only happened a couple weeks ago and I've been writing this story off and on over the week. So the true rabbit hole came when I read that Chai Chang, C-H-I, Chang, the bassist for Deftones, career ended when he was involved in a serious car accident in 2008 but he died of cardiac arrest in 2013. Hmm. I think 2013. I can't tell if that's a 13 or an 8. <laughs> it's 13, yes. I was right. In November, uh, Chi was traveling with his sister in Santa Clara when the vehicle flipped over three times Ew. after hitting another car while going 60 miles per hour. That's 96 kilometers an hour for uh, those of us in Canada. Uh, Chi was not wearing his seatbelt and was ejected from the car. His sister, who was driving, was wearing her seatbelt and only had minor injuries. That's why seatbelts are important. Yes. She attended to her brother while two off-duty EMTs rendered aid. He survived the crash but was in a coma, and the family set up a fund to help raise money for his treatment. The site included a space for fans to post or record messages that were played or read to him. Oh. And they had a MySpace, this tells you how old this is, uh, Get Well Soon card that fans that the fans could sign hmm. they had a huge uh, fund they did fundraisers that other artists posted uh, get well soon messages um, and again they read and played all of these to him because he was in he was in a coma in, in april uh, 26 of 2009 he was readmitted to icu following a near fatal septicemia infection following his release a rumor started that he had fully awakened from his coma his family had to deny the rumor, saying he was in a semi-conscious state. Ugh. So, what is a semi-conscious state? Because I, oh, like, I was wondering where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's often it's actually called minimally conscious state or MCS, and is a disorder of consciousness distinct from persistent vegetative state and locked-in syndrome. It is a relatively new category of disorders of consciousness. And its long-term outcome has not yet thoroughly been studied. Hmm. So it's still a fairly new, I guess they probably just always thought the person was in a vegetative state. Okay. So the person who has MCS shows some evidence of awareness of themselves or their environment. A person in a vegetative state might smile sporadically, while someone with MCS might smile when a child or partner or friend or loved one enters a room. And instead of squeezing a hand... Reactively? Yeah, like re, uh, reflex. Reflex. Um, reflectively. Reflectively? I that. <laughs> that is a word, but I have a hard time saying it. Uh, they might actually... Someone with uh, a minimally conscious state might actually reach towards a loved one to take uh -huh. their hand. So since some people with brain damage could suffer levels of paralysis, deafness, or be blind... Um, what someone with a minimally conscious state can do to show that they are aware can vary. And it can go up and down. Like they might be able to do something today that they can't do tomorrow. Oh. And that they might be able to do next week. Like because brain damage is so hit and miss. Yeah. 
So if they could hear and understand, they might be able to like follow simple commands, like say, uh, look towards the door or respond to simple questions by indicating yes or no, by blinking or nodding or some sort of, depending on what kind of movement they have. Uh, A minimally conscious state is considered permanent after five years with the chances of the person ever Mm. regaining consciousness not being very likely after five years. So pretty horrible. Uh Um, Again, they're still sort of doing studies on how long term because this is a fairly new level of diagnosis. Doesn't mean it never existed. It just... It wasn't recognized as such. Yeah. And so like they... I had sort of a more technical description of... What that meant with cerebral metabolism, but I was like, I don't understand what that means. So, um, when they do like CAT scans and stuff, it shows someone with minimally conscious state shows some more activity in certain parts of their brain than someone in a vegetative state, but obviously a lot less activity than someone in a conscious state would show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different parts of their brains are firing than than uh, if you're in a locked in or uh, persistent vegetative state. Okay. Uh, so back to Chi, in 2010, he showed significant signs of improvement with the family announcing that they were having doctors from the International Brain Research Foundation treating him and hoping to use an experimental drug to bring him out of his comb, his semi-conscious state. I guess he was able to move his legs on command, but he wasn't able to independently move okay. or speak. Uh, in May 2011, he, been to, he, he uh, began to undergo rehab and additional operations in New Jersey. And uh, in early 2012, signs were really positive with him getting the ability, as I said, to move his legs on command, but was unable to speak or move independently. So some of the rehabilitation was working. He ended up with some pneumonia in between there, but then in April 2013, it was reported that he had died of cardiac arrest. He was rushed to the hospital at 3 a.m. when his heart, where his heart stopped, he was pronounced dead. Hmm. So very sad, but he, uh, I, I did not know about. I also, so we all know about a coma or vegetative state. Uh, minimally conscious state was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as was the term, the syndrome locked in, locked in syndrome. I think I've heard. Okay. So patients who are in a locked in, locked in uh, syndrome are conscious, but paral- uh, paralyzed following brain damage, for example, a stroke. They can usually communicate by movement of eyes or eyelids, um, but they're conscious. Right. The experience of locked-in syndrome can, can be uh, has been described in the movie and book The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. The butterfly. That's what I was thinking. And also a British uh, man brought it to the high courts as, as right to die so that he could choose to die and that um, the doctors wouldn't be charged with murder. Right. Um, so that was one of the big cases of assisted suicide, I guess. Well, he ended up just um, refusing to eat and mm-hmm. refusing a feeding tube, and he ended up dying like five days later. Right. Uh, but yes, so it was a very short rabbit hole. But uh, yeah, so minimally conscious state. Uh, so there's a coma or permanent vegetative state, minimally conscious state, and then your locked in syndrome are your three types of comas. Mm. Frightening all of it. Oh, apps like when I was doing my wills and all that, I looked at my dad and I said, no Terry Shivo situation for me. Like, even if I was locked in, like just the thought of not being able to express or have any sort of intellectual stimulation, like is my biggest fear. Absolutely. My biggest fear. Terrifying. There is uh, the song one. 
by Metallica. The, the music video is a patient who cannot communicate. Mm-hmm. So he's doing Morris Cope. He's lost his arms as like former soldier, and it's like I want to die. Mm-hmm. Like, just please let me die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Well, thanks for the the bummer. Yeah, I know it wasn't exactly <laughs> an up up, uh, but yeah, it was just. Like, I was just like, what is this minimally conscious state? So then I, like, fell down a pure and good old-fashioned... Neurological rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> that I... Yeah, wow. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of Deftones this week. Again, I could not even hum a single bar of any song of theirs. Yeah, at all. I know you couldn't. That's why I wrote. <laughs> because at least knows nothing about what I'm talking about. But like I said, entire Motown catalog... Right up here. It's in the old thinker. It's not going anywhere. I can't remember what I did last week, but I can remember the words to Cherry Pie by Warrant. So, well, everyone 80s. knows Cherry Pie. <laughs> I was um, listening to my current favorite playlist on Google Play is the 90s Bar Mitzvah playlist. Um, and uh, they were playing uh, Torn by Natalie Ambrulia. And I remember at the time it was not my favorite song in the world, but goddamn if I didn't know every single word and if I wasn't able to sing along with every oh, single yeah. word. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, you need more, you need space up here. This is the type of stuff that you can jettison and make room for more stuff. I know. I can't remember things I'm supposed to do for work <laughs> or like things I'm supposed to bring for daycare. Uh-huh. But yet quotes to movies. Mm-hmm. Music, lyrics, sound lyrics of songs I don't even like. Phone number for the house I grew up in as a child for yeah. my best friend's number. Some of that's starting to go, thankfully. Oh, boy. But, like, there's a lot of stuff up in this noggin here, like, random facts. Where were we that um, I was saying something, and they're like, see, this is why we keep Andy around. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember most things, but, yes, here's this a name fountain useless. of useless knowledge yeah that i have stacked in this old i used to have a teacher who would say oh you're so smart you're so smart at least i'm like no i have a memory for stupid facts and trivia that have no practical application yeah. in the real world yeah so yeah. no i don't even know what it was we were talking about that i could like spout all of this like rando shit about random topics and they're like oh Andy you're so smart I'm like no no I just have a lot of random it's like for whatever reason the brain chemistry was working real good that day and it's indelibly marked on that see my mind palace is (laughs) a bunch of filing cabinets Uh and the older the filing cabinets are the more organized they get the newer is just just, like just shove crap in there and hope it's like yeah spouting all over the place someone swept up the important stuff my memory palace is really more just like a battered looking house cat who would like you to leave it alone and will like kind of growl slash grunt at you anytime you ask it anything. It's it's very useless is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I honestly, when I'm trying to remember something, I like if I close my eyes, I think of like a filing cabinet opening and <laughs> scrolling through. Yeah, scrolling through. <laughs> like an old file of facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to like pull that nugget. No, I get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for the show this week. We certainly hope you enjoyed our uh, little trips to Florida and down neurology lane. Um, if you would like to connect with us, you can find out all about us in the show on our website at www.rabbitholespodcast.com. 
If you go there and check out the episode tab, you'll find the show notes for our episodes and links to the recordings so you can listen to the back catalog. Uh, We also have our email set up and we would love to hear from you about different rabbit holes that you fall down or any rabbit holes that you would like us to explore and share with the world. Our email is rabbitholespodcast at gmail.com. We are also on the social, so you can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle there is at rabbitholespod. On Facebook, we're rabbitholespodcastpage. And then on Instagram, you can find us at rabbitholespodcast. And if you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon or uh, connect via the support tab on our website. Um, Send us a few shekels to help us support (laughs) what we do and lots of fun stuff coming for those who do support us. We we do have some support-only content, which is pretty awesome, I think, anyway. I mean, we did put it together, so... Oh, Uh, I'm sorry, but the last Patreon episode where we find out about how dirty dolphins are. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well worth the $3 or $5 you'd be throwing in. Trust me. There's a whole lot of sexually frustrating things. In that episode, yeah. (laughs) So go back. Sorry, uh, we'll try to run this for an hour, I guess, if I keep talking. Um, No, but uh, to go back to a shout out to an old episode about weed Uh and sexually frustrated, I watched the Explained um, short documentary that Netflix has. They have a series called Explain where they talk about different things and Uh they talked about weed. And it turns out one of the reasons that the TCH and like the psycho drugs, the, the psycho, um, it's like, uh, the properties of weed is so much higher than it was back in the sixties. It's because they discovered that if you, so weed is a male and female plant and they need to be call, uh, pollinate each other. Yeah. So they don't have a plant isn't unisex. Mm-hmm. So a plant, a female plant, when she is waiting to be pollinized, creates this sticky substance. Mm-hmm. And when she is sexually frustrated, okay. she creates more of this and she creates more flowers to attract more pollen. So the sticky stuff is so that when the pollen okay. enters the air from the male plant, it sticks to her. It sticks to her. But this sticky stuff is very high in THC oh. and CD. CBD. CBD. So the more uh, the plant flowers and is trying to attract the pollen, the less she's exposed to female to male plants, the more sexually frustrated she gets. So the more <laughs> buds she flowers she produces, which is what you're smoking. Yeah. And the more goop she produces, the higher the drug content gets. So sexually frustrated plants is sexually frustrated marijuana, cannabis plants is basically what we're all smoking now. Good to know. Yeah. So sexually frustrated things apparently is a trend on our <laughs> site. Uh, you can also uh, wrap us with some merch on our Redbubble page or find links on our uh, website, which is on the merch tab. You can also give us a rating, good, preferably, um, and a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get this podcast, just not Google Play because they just don't want to be friendly Jerks. and helps with our visibility. And yeah, so please and thank you for listening. Absolutely. Last thing to do today is to remind you that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Bye, guys. Bye.